But wait, there's more. Hi, everybody. It's Terry O'Reilly here, and we're happy to announce something we've never offered before. It's our But Wait, There's More subscriber package. If you're a fan of Under the Influence, you'll get more than ever before. You'll get more bonus episodes like the live recording and audience Q&A we did recently at the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, exclusive for subscribers only. You'll get more podcasts with additional stories. You'll get early access so you can listen to all of our new shows before anyone else. You'll get all of our episodes, including archives, ad-free. Tisk tisk. I won't judge. You'll be invited to Ask Me Anything sit-down chats with yours truly. You'll get first dibs on tickets for live events. You'll get big discounts on Under the Influence merchandise. And that's only the beginning, all for a few bucks a month. Just go to our show page on Apple Podcasts and tap Try Free to start your free seven-day trial. Membership has its privileges. Hmm, you should copyright that. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is an apostrophe podcast production.
There are a lot of award shows in the world. One of the most amusing is the Golden Raspberry Awards. Known to most as the Razzies, they were created by advertising copywriter John Wilson and friend Mo Murphy. The Razzies are a celebration of the worst films of the year. It all started in 1980 when Wilson hosted a potluck Oscar party for friends. After the award ceremony ended, it was still early in Los Angeles. So Wilson set up a cardboard podium in his living room, put a foam ball on the end of a broom for a microphone, and asked his guests to suggest random awards. The funniest ones were for the year's most terrible movies. The next year, Wilson and Murphy issued a press release listing the worst movies of the year, and it was picked up by a few newspapers. By the fourth year, CNN and three of the major wire services were covering the amateur award ceremony. The Razzies are now voted on by 750 international members, comprising of film critics, members of the film industry, and frequent filmgoers. There are even a few celebrities who vote, but their names are kept secret. Wilson also figured something else out. He couldn't compete with the Oscars on Oscar night, but when he released their list the night before the awards, the worldwide press, who were all in town looking for something to do, would cover it. The Razzie's ceremony is now held in a 300-seat theater in Los Angeles. The statuette is a golf ball-sized raspberry spray-painted gold. Street value? $4.97. In 2005, Halle Berry, who had won an Oscar three years earlier, was given a Razzie for worst performance in the film Catwoman. Much to the surprise of the Razzie's crowd, Berry showed up to accept the Razzie in person and did a parody of her Oscar speech with Oscar in hand. The crowd loved her. Sandra Bullock showed up to collect her Razzie for worst performance in the movie All About Steve. She even brought gifts for everyone in the audience. We we brought everyone in in the audience tonight uh, a DVD of All About Steve. The next night, Bullock won an Oscar for The Blind Side. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson took his Razzie in stride, too. Uh, I'm also excited because I was just informed that I, too, am bringing home the gold tonight. Uh, No, not an Oscar, maybe one day, but a Razzie. Uh, Razzie are the annual awards given out to Hollywood's worst movies. (laughs) And I have officially won one for Baywatch. Of course, Uh, not all actors have a sense of humor. Sylvester Stallone holds the record for being nominated for 30 Razzies and winning 10. He reportedly left a voicemail for Wilson and Murphy asking why they were picking on him. There is also the Barry L. Bumstead Award. This special Razzie is given to the movie that has underperformed to a historic degree. Think of it as the polar opposite of the Cecil B. DeMille Award. When I asked Mo Murphy where the formal-sounding name Barry L. Bumstead came from, she said it just came to her in a dream. In 2016, the Barry L. Bumstead Award was given to the film United Passions, starring Sam Neill. It had the distinction of having a $30 million budget and a total of $918 in ticket sales. 
the Razzies only focus on big-budget, big-name movies because they have no excuse for being as bad as they are. As John Wilson says, the Razzies aren't cruel. They exist to just ask, why? But sometimes there is an unexpected upside to winning a Razzie. The universally pan-movie Showgirls was re-released by the studio who promoted it on posters as, quote, winner of an unprecedented seven Razzies, exclamation mark. And one of the writers of Catwoman said the Razzies actually boosted its DVD sales. Good or bad, award shows mean business. marketing, award shows generate business. From the Oscars to the Grammys to the Tonys, award shows not only celebrate creativity, they are giant commercials. Winning an Academy Award can add millions of dollars to the bottom line. A Grammy win can make a career, and a Tony can actually save a play from closing overnight. Even automotive trophies sell a lot of cars. Because there's no business like awards business. You're under the influence. When I was one of the lead ad writers on the Nissan account back in the late 80s, I remember that we started getting unusual assignments. We were asked to write ads that highlighted certain awards Nissan was receiving. These citations had a grand-sounding name, yet I had never heard of them before, even though I had been writing automotive ads for brands like BMW and Volkswagen for years. They were called the J.D. Power Awards. J.D. Power & Associates was a California-based market research firm that ranked the quality of automobiles. These rankings were determined by large surveys filled out by the actual owners of the vehicles, not by the car industry itself, much to Detroit's dismay. James David Power earned his MBA from Wharton in the late 1950s. Dave, as he preferred to be called, went to work in the finance department of the Ford Motor Company. After a few years, he moved on to the advertising department. While in advertising, he quickly realized advertising claims could be much more persuasive if backed with facts and data that came from actual car owners, instead of the forest of exclamation marks that came from the advertising department. But Dave also realized auto manufacturers weren't asking their customers the right questions, if they asked at all. So on April Fool's Day in 1968, Dave Power and his wife Julie started a market research firm at their kitchen table. They called it J.D. Power & Associates. Within a year, J.D. Power had convinced Toyota to buy its market research. In the 70s, the Wall Street Journal published a big story on Mazda based on data from one of the first J.D. Power surveys. That got a lot of attention. Then, in 1979, 
Chrysler ran a two-page ad in Business Week magazine stating it was the highest-ranking domestic automaker, according to J.D. Power. The ad infuriated Chrysler's competitors. After the ad ran, a Ford executive cornered Dave Power and told him that if he continued to allow the Italian to use his data, he'd never do business with Ford again. The Italian the Ford executive was referring to was Chrysler President Lee Iacocca. Then, in 1981, J.D. Power began conducting its two cornerstone surveys, the Initial Quality Study and the Vehicle Dependability Study. The Initial Quality Study asked car owners what problems they've experienced in the first 90 days of ownership. The second survey asked car owners what problems they've had after they've owned the cars for three years. On January 2, 1984, Subaru became the first automaker to advertise its J.D. Power rankings in a Super Bowl commercial. That not only boosted Subaru sales enormously, it made J.D. Power & Associates a brand in the eyes of the public. The very name J.D. Power was powerful and memorable. It almost felt invented. Soon, all major car companies, Ford included, paid very close attention to J.D. Power. In 1989, J.D. Power began to hand out trophies to the very best-in-class vehicles, and those awards became highly coveted by automakers. First, they had a big impact on the choices car buyers made. Second, the rankings forced car manufacturers to pay more attention to quality. And lastly, the awards became so desirable to car makers, many employees had part of their compensation tied to winning. Eventually, the phrase, ranked in customer satisfaction by J.D. Power, became one of the most important advertising tools in the auto industry. As you no doubt have seen in the heavily advertised Chevy commercials touting real people, not actors. So many. Yeah, Chevy's earned more 2016 J.D. Power awards for initial quality and dependability than any other brand. Thanks for blowing our minds. <laughs> J.D. Power has strict guidelines for companies when quoting its awards and insists on vetting every claim before it can be used in ads. The firm makes its money by licensing its name each time a company wants to mention it in advertising and by selling its research findings to those companies. To date, more than 350,000 television commercials and over 2 billion print ads have mentioned the J.D. Power Awards, turning the company into a household name. The idea of an independent research company representing the voice of the customer was a very lucrative marketing idea. Dave Power sold his company to McGraw-Hill in 2005 for around $400 million. Eleven years later, McGraw-Hill sold J.D. Power for $1.1 billion, which just might rank it as one of the best-performing investments in the research industry. industry has several high-profile award shows. Maybe the most prestigious is the Grammys. The show began in 1959 as the Gramophone Awards, 
which was eventually shortened to the Grammys. The first ceremony was held at the Beverly Hilton Hotel in Beverly Hills. 28 awards were given out that night. Interesting to note, the Grammys began just as rock and roll was exploding. Elvis, Little Richard, and Chuck Berry were selling the most records, but the founders of the new National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences were older and feared this new rock music would drown out quality music. So, when the first nominations were announced, rock was nowhere to be found. Frank Sinatra, on the other hand, had 12 nominations, but Record of the Year went to someone named Domenico Modugno for Volare. Other winners included Henry Mancini, Perry Como, and the Kingston Trio. The first Rock Award didn't happen until 1961, when Chubby Checker won for Let's Twist Again. In 1962, the best rock and roll recording went to a soft instrumental called Alley Cat by Danish pianist Bent Fabric. Not exactly a rockin' tune. By 1964, the Grammys were begrudgingly becoming a little more hip. Best New Artist went to a group from Liverpool you might have heard of. In 1967, the Grammys threw that band a bigger bone, with Album of the Year going to Sgt. Pepper. Today, the voting members of the Recording Academy are made up of recording artists, music engineers, producers, and songwriters. And yes, you can vote for yourself. Like the J.D. Power Awards, the Grammys is a huge marketing vehicle. Arguably, no other award show has a more immediate benefit to its industry's bottom line than the Grammys, because music can be purchased instantly. It's called the Grammy Bump. At the 2019 Grammys, songs performed on the show collectively tallied a 480% increase in digital download sales. According to The Hollywood Reporter... Sales of Casey Musgrave's song, Rainbow, shot up 9,430%. Randy Carlyle's The Joke spiked by 2,771%. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's Shallow surged 229% the very next day. Grammy wins can make a career. Back in 1990, Warner Brothers had dropped Bonnie Raitt from its label, and her career was in decline. Then, she won Album of the Year for Nick of Time. That win sent the record to number one, which was not only her first number one, but her first top 20 album. Sales doubled, then the album went gold, then platinum, then double platinum two months later, eventually selling 5 million copies. That Grammy win transformed Rate from a veteran singer-guitarist into a perennial radio presence. In 2012, Adele's Album of the Year win for 21 saw a post-award sales bounce of 207%. Sony record executives were reportedly shocked when the album sold 431,000 copies that week alone, a number most artists pray for in a lifetime. And it's not just winners who win. At the Grammy Awards in 2014, Stevie Wonder performed live that night, and his album Songs in the Key of Life jumped back onto the Billboard 200 chart, which 
is amazing considering the album was nearly 40 years old. Each year, over 21,000 submissions pour in for just 84 Grammy categories. It's easy to get buried. That's why artists and record labels are spending more and more every year to try and sway the 12,000 eligible Grammy voters. Because a Grammy win is the best advertising campaign in the music business. And we'll be right back. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to season 10 of Under the Influence. If you're enjoying this episode, you might also like, for your consideration, the Hollywood Oscar campaigns the public never sees. Season four, episode eight. You'll find it in our archives wherever you download your pods.
The Tony Awards rival the Grammys for immediate impact because a Tony win can single-handedly stop a play from closing on Broadway. The ceremony itself is one of the least viewed of all televised award shows. The reason is accessibility. The public can see most of the Oscar contenders by going to the local cinema and can easily check out the Emmy contenders at home in their living rooms. But to see a Broadway play, you either have to live in New York or travel there. And show prices average about $122 per seat. As a result, the Tony Awards show has limited appeal. Yet, it is often the best-produced awards show with spectacular numbers performed by the actors and singers from the plays themselves, so they have honed their performances. Unlike the Oscars, where actors are often awkwardly thrown together on stage. The Tonys were first presented by the American Theatre Wing in 1947 as a tribute to director-producer Antoinette Perry. Perry was a gifted actress, but she was also one of the best directors to have ever worked on Broadway. She set such high standards that, after her death in 1946, her colleagues created the Antoinette Perry Awards in her honour. Just as Antoinette was nicknamed Tony, so were the awards. The first Tony Awards ceremony was an intimate dinner dance held at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel and was broadcast nationally on radio. Then, in 1967, the Tonys moved to television as a way of advertising Broadway. Just being nominated for a Tony brings attention to a play or musical, but winning is the holy grail. For example, in 2018, a production titled The Band's Visit swept all the top categories, including Best Musical. Following the ceremony, the play took in $1.1 million in ticket sales in a single week. The 2019 Best Musical winner was Town. It continued to sell out until it was shuttered due to the pandemic, averaging $1.2 million in tickets per week. Hamilton, the smash hit musical, earned a record-setting 16 nominations and took home 11 Tonys. The two top Tonys are for Best Play and Best Musical. Productions nominated for these prizes are 60% less likely to close than those not nominated. Again, because ticket prices are high, theatre-goers will tend to gravitate to plays nominated for the big awards to reduce their risk. But nominations are a double-edged sword, as earning many and leaving with none can severely harm a show in the eyes of ticket buyers. But while many shows close after a Tony drought, there are exceptions. The musical Come From Away only won one Tony, but still did incredibly well. When it's all said and done, Awards matter. Only one in four Broadway plays ever recoup their initial investment. And Tony's sell tickets. The first Academy Awards were handed out on May 16, 1929. The ceremony was attended by 270 people at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, 
Academy President and host Douglas Fairbanks handed out all the statuettes in just five minutes. The ceremony was broadcast on radio for decades until 1953 when it moved to television. Secrecy is strictly maintained to this day, ever since the Los Angeles Times broke an embargo in 1940 and published the winners hours before the ceremony. Now, PricewaterhouseCoopers guards those results with the fierceness of a special ops team. They're good at it. They've been doing it for over 80 years. Studies say Oscar-nominated films stay in theaters twice as long as other films. Unlike the Tonys, films that are nominated but don't win still get a bump in ticket sales. A research firm analyzed Oscar data and found that a Best Picture nomination alone can boost ticket sales by an average of $20 million. A win can add an additional $15.8 million which means a nomination can be worth more than a win. Of course, some films do just fine without any Oscar pixie dust. The Avengers took in $623 million in its first year with just one Oscar nomination for visual effects. The Dark Knight Rises reaped $448 million with zero nominations. When an actor wins an Academy Award, their salary can skyrocket. When Hilary Swank won for Boys Don't Cry, she was only paid $3,000 for that role. Her asking price soared to a million not long after. Smaller budget movies that are nominated or win enjoy an even bigger bounce. When the 2012 film Silver Linings Playbook landed eight nominations, the number of theaters screening the movie tripled. It made $236 million worldwide, or more than 11 times the $21 million cost to make it. And half its ticket sales were made in the six weeks between the nominations and the Oscar ceremony. 12 Years a Slave earned $17.5 million after nominations, and an additional $6.5 million after it won Best Picture. But here's the fascinating part the digital and DVD sales hit a year's worth of sales projections in just one week. Then there's the King's Speech. It earned $138 million in domestic box office sales after its 12 nominations and four wins, including Best Picture, which was pretty good, considering that was $100 million more than the studio projected. Award shows are marketing. But as a marketing idea, they're starting to get raspberries from TV audiences. Viewership for the Grammys fell by more than 50% this year, the lowest audience in its history. The Tony Awards hit its lowest ratings in five years. The Emmys dropped to an all-time low. The Golden Globes plunged 64%. And 23 million watched the 2020 Academy Awards down from 43 million in 2014. That wrinkle will have big implications. ABC pays the Academy $75 million a year for the rights to broadcast the Oscars and is contractually committed until 2028. That's going to be a tough check to write next year and the six years after that. 
maybe younger viewers are watching, just not on television. The VMAs, for example, saw its TV figures slump, but its social and online video views were up 85%. A typical Oscars telecast can contain one hour of commercials. That may be driving viewers to streaming platforms, and none of these ratings include streaming. The J.D. Power Awards, on the other hand, don't rely on a televised ceremony. But their awareness relies on the repeated mentions in commercials that often air on those award shows. It's an intricate, symbiotic relationship. Award shows attract commercials, and award shows are commercials. When you're under the influence, I'm Terry O'Reilly. This episode was recorded in the Terrestream Mobile Recording Studio. Producer, Debbie O'Reilly. Sound engineer, Keith Oman. Theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. Research, Patrick James Aslan. See you next week. This program did not contain scenes with harsh language. Listener discretion was not advised. Never eat popcorn without a beverage. Offer only valid in Digby, Nova Scotia. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.